0: Welcome to Caring for Caregivers, your life support podcast, where we explore what it really means to focus on our own mental health and well-being in the face of COVID-19 and other life challenges. I'm your host, Phil Rayner, and I've been working in the behavioral health care field as a social worker, serving in clinical supervisory and management roles for over 40 years. I'd like to uh, welcome Elizabeth Cook to our podcast today. Elizabeth has previously served as a director for healthcare integration and wraparound services. Elizabeth has returned to her first true love, which is data, as director of quality improvement for Tri-County Health Department and Community Mental Health Center. Elizabeth is an LPC, working towards her LCPC licensure, and is perpetually considering going back for another degree. She's also a roller derby coach and mom outside of work life. Our topic for today is 2020, the year that things were going to get better, hashtag not. And so after two difficult years personally, Elizabeth thought 2020 was going to be her year, then lockdown happened. Um, In this episode, we'll learn how a Facebook ad turned things around for her and some of the tools she's used over the last two years to overcome the challenges she faced during the pandemic. Elizabeth, I'd really like to thank you and welcome you to the podcast today.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, Elizabeth, can you tell us a little bit about your, it sounds like you had a real plan for a great 2020 and things took a turn. Yeah,
1: so I was supposed to go to a friend's wedding and I was going to get in shape for that and I turned 40 in 2020, so I thought... That was going to be the year that I turned things around and got myself healthy. Um, I lost my my second parent. My mom passed in 2018. And so I decided that I should probably work towards fitness goals if I was going to outlive the length that both my parents lived. They both passed in their 50s. So I was like, I'm about to turn 40. That's too close to 50 for not being healthy. So I decided I was going to enter my 40s healthier than I entered my 30s. And even though I'd had a child since then, so um, that was my plan and I hit the ground running at the beginning of walking, I guess I hit mm-hmm. the ground walking the beginning of 2020. And then we all got sent home from work and I, the, the wedding got delayed mm-hmm. and it's actually not happening until this year. So all of the things that I'd planned for kind of went out the window So I was just
0: thinking you had this nice, clear plan, and then mm -hmm. everything changed. How did you respond to that?
1: I started by panicking a little bit about the fact that I was working from home. Um, That was a very big change. It didn't last very long. Directors were called back into the office after a few weeks, but I had like no structure whatsoever in the times that I was working from home. I was not working out. I was not walking. I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't putting on pants most days because I was doing videos where you couldn't see that I wasn't wearing pants. So little to no structure. And so when I got back into the office, I had the opportunity for structure. My, my office building is in front of a public walking path um, mm-hmm. that is an old railroad bed. So there's a trail that goes from my office through cornfields out of town, actually, and so I was able to start using that a little bit on my breaks. It was definitely very different to be back in the office with no one else here. The internet connection was fantastic. It's not been that great (laughs) since, because we have 150 people in the building now, and we had 12 then.
0: What was that like, coming back to an empty building?
1: It was so strange, because everybody was trying to stay separated. So we were having Zoom meetings with everyone else in our same building, and there were only a dozen of us here. Mm. Um, And then we were having Zoom meetings with our staff from home, and they were trying to juggle their lives at home and their clients and trying to go out into the community at the same time. So it was really strange. And I started realizing pretty quickly that I was getting Zoom fatigue because I was on Zoom meetings sometimes for eight straight hours of just back-to-back, one after another for various subjects.
0: Um, That's such a great point. And, and there is a different feeling meeting with people on a, on a platform as opposed mm-hmm. to face-to-face. I know a lot of people have experienced that fatigue.
1: Yes. I was getting eye strain from staring at a computer screen all day long. That led to making a plan of like getting out and walking on all of my breaks because I wasn't utilizing that trail at all. And after I had a uh, minor surgery in mid 2020. Um, and so part of my recovery plan for that was to continue to walk. And so I was walking and um, there's a bridge that goes over a Creek. And if you walk to the bridge and back, it takes about 15 minutes and it's 0.75 miles. Uh-huh. So the very conveniently placed bridge for that. For that break time. Um, so I started walking back and forth a little bit. And then I got an ad in August for a 10 K that was for mental health matters. And it was a, it was a really neat metal. It's a brain with a bunch of gears in it. And I was like, I walk uh, on my lunch break, which is an hour. I, I had time to change clothes and walk to the second bridge and back, which is just slightly over two miles. So I was like, well, if I can walk two miles on my lunch break, I can probably walk a 10 K if I give myself enough time in the evening. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and bought the medal. It was a donation to the organization. Plus I got the cool medal out of it. And so I, a couple of weeks before my 40th birthday in 2020, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I spent a whole Saturday. It took me several hours to walk the whole 10 K and I've never Mm -hmm. been a runner. I've never been a power walker. Um, I've had asthma since 1990. So, uh, which I like to pretend is only like 10 or 12 years ago, but that's a lot longer than that. So I've not ever been one to be super active and I've not run probably before I started doing races. I hadn't run since they required it in grade school.
0: So this idea of taking on a physical challenge sounds like it was a real change yeah. of direction for you. You actually made that decision prior to COVID when you described deciding yeah. not to have the same outcome as your parents had had, and you persisted with it even though there was this upheaval. How did you stay engaged with that goal even though so much had changed?
1: I think COVID spurred some of that because once I did the first metal run, I started getting all these ads for virtual runs and it was a a virtual run. And prior to that, it had always been like a group activity. And I did once back in 2012, 2013, and I just, I didn't see the appeal in it. But then when I saw that I could do them virtually and I could break it up over a couple of days. Some of the ones that I have signed up for since it was like, I have one that I'm starting on February 1st that is a hundred miles. So I'm clearly not wow. going to do that in one day, but I can break it out over the entire month. So I think COVID happening actually helped a lot with that. I'm very much an introvert by nature. I'm extroverted when I have to be for work and for roller derby and stuff, but like, I would much rather do it myself and listen to an audio book, which is the strangest thing to do while you're running is to listen to an audio book. But once I got that first 10 K out of the way, I started getting ads for all these other ones that were one for breaking stigma around mental illness. And it came with a a donation to a different mental health charity and one about stopping suicide and one about planting trees. And so I started getting all these medals that had causes that I was really passionate about. So I could make a small donation and then also get a medal to hang up on my wall. And I ended up having to buy a medal hanger for my office. Wow! I have earned and have hanging up in my office, 40 medals. I re- went through and recounted them this morning. Thank you. I am um, signed up for two hundred and eighty-two miles worth of races in twenty twenty-two, all virtual.
0: So this is really a, a significant change in how you engage with physical activity. What does it do for you? I mean, I, I hear clearly that there's the achievement and the the reward. You know, and you get the mm-hmm. you get that trophy, and it sounds like you also like the connection that it has to a cause that yeah. you can support. Yeah, um, definitely. How else um, has, it been, has it been beneficial for you?
1: Well, in order to complete these without taking a really long time, I decided I would start doing the Couch to 5K program, which is a program that's supposed to take you from sedentary to being a, I'm hesitant to call myself a runner, but a, a jogger. a a person who moves more quickly. And the first week it kicked my butt. So I decided that I needed more physical activity. And especially Mm -hmm. since I was, I'm a trainer for roller derby. So I was active at practice in like teaching people how to skate, but I spent a lot of time just standing on skates, watching people do things. But that bit of time that I had spent on skates had been replaced by watching movies at first. So I replaced that with my partner got me a treadmill. So I started walking on that. And then I started doing the couch to 5k. And then I realized that my walking treadmill couldn't keep up with my pace because it is just a walking only treadmill. It only goes up to five miles per hour. Um, So then I got a gym membership to support my metal buying habit. So my friends tell me I should officially call myself a runner now because I went from the first week of couch to 5k, I was wheezing before I made it through the one minute. Um, and it does it like interval training. So you do a five minute warm up of walking and then a minute of walking and a minute and a half of jogging and then three minutes of walking and three minutes of jogging and then back to a minute and a half of walking. So it does like intervals like that in the first week. It's like a maximum of a minute and a half. And then the second week, it's a maximum of three minutes of, of running. And then at the end, it's just, okay, well, here's your 30 minute workout run. <laughs> and that's like you warm up for five minutes and then you run for 30 and then you cool down for five minutes. Um, and I was able to get through all of that. I'm reworking it now because I am, I've got the number written down up here. I am 239 days away from my first half marathon.
0: Wow. Um, congratulations. So have,
1: thank you. I have a a full plan of what days of the week I'm going to tentatively run. And this is something, regardless of where the COVID numbers go, I can do this at home or at the gym. Like you said in my intro, I'm I'm very data-driven and very, like data oriented. So I have little charts in my office of races that I want to run. I have a spreadsheet that has when each race is scheduled and then a different spreadsheet that has what days I'm going to do what part of the couch to 5k and the 10k to or 5k to 10k series. And then what days I'm doing marathon training. And I've got that in a spreadsheet and I've got meal planning and Kids' activities and all of that on different spreadsheets and different calendars. But overall, in addition to everything I've been doing for my physical health, one of the things that I had to take care of in 2020 was I found out that I was severely anemic to the point that I was going to need a blood transfusion if I didn't get something done about it very quickly. And I was able to find the cause of that and fix that. And so I went from very little energy to a decent amount of energy and being able to feel my fingers and toes consistently, which is mm-hmm. a big deal. So I I feel much better in that regard, but then also just, I've got endurance. If I suddenly need to walk somewhere, I know that I can. So my mental health is much better for
0: mm-hmm.
1: having better physical
0: health. You know, we often talk, I guess, here about one supports the other.
1: And I think there have definitely been times that my walk was less about my physical health and more about because that bike path does go out of town and it's through the woods and through the fields. Uh, If I go out there and have a stomping, screaming fit, nobody can see me. (laughs) So there have been times that it was an angry walk and not a healthy walk, but then getting out that energy and that negativity out there and then coming back in and collect, being able to be collected. When I go back to doing what I'm supposed to be doing has been very beneficial for me as well. They talk about the runner's high and I, I still start every run going, Oh, I really hate this. I hate running. I am not a runner. And then about halfway through, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't terrible. So I'm not quite to the point of runner's high, but I am to the point of I don't actively hate what I'm doing the entire time I'm doing it. And I I usually have multiple distractions. So if I'm running on the treadmill, I usually have headphones in with music on, but then also the TV on in the background. So lots of different things to keep myself going.
0: There are so many things like that in which they're not inherently inviting to do when we're thinking about going and, yeah. and I think there are many things like that around self-care that we can not feel like doing it right now but we're glad that we did it afterward mm-hmm. running can certainly be one of those
1: yeah definitely and, and they're just a lot of different little daily tasks that I put off that I feel better once it's done but I really don't want to do it even if it's uh, for some reason, for me, it's day sheets. We have day sheets we fill out at work when we've done things so that we can keep track of what programs we're working under and things like that. And it's just, it takes five minutes, but I put it off every week until the last possible minute. You'll be glad you did, even if you're not enjoying it in the moment.
0: Elizabeth, thank you so much. I really appreciate all the input. If if people wanted to learn more about how to get involved in this and how to become more physically engaged. Mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations for ways they could learn about this, uh, whether it's couch to 5k or the apps or other ways of getting involved?
1: Couch to 5k is just an, it's available on all smartphones. I think as an app, I've got it on Android, but I'm pretty sure it's available on Apple as well. The rest of the apps, if you Google search fitness apps or 10 K's or any one of the, the many virtual run companies you will start getting targeted marketing in your Facebook. So if you have Facebook on, I decided that I was done with signing up for new races when I was making my spreadsheet. But then when I searched for the things, I have hyperlinks to the the race page itself for each of the names of the races that I'm doing this year. So when I searched those, I got another one for World Cancer Day that I'm now doing because there's a, a cancer donation and... Was the other one I signed, I signed up for one for International Women's Day? And then I also signed up for one that typically I do ones that are for charity. This one was a, I liked the shirt that comes with it, but it's I run on caffeine, chaos, and cuss words. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty fitting. I like for that. <laughs> me. So I, I got that one as well. So if you Google virtual runs, you will end up with quite the selection of them.
0: Great. Yeah, Google can be just a tremendous resource.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate your time today, and I'm so glad you could join us.
1: Thank you for having me. Get out there and do a run.
0: Help is here. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health or substance use concerns, contact one 833 find help This podcast is produced by Advocates for Human Potential and supported wholly or in part through an emergency COVID-19 grant to the Illinois Department of Human Services, Division of Substance Use Prevention and Recovery from the US Department of Health and Human Services, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. The sentiments expressed in this podcast are not endorsed by any of these involved entities.